Welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. Do you realize that 70% of people are disengaged at work? I don't think it's an overstatement to call that a tragedy, actually, because it affects the bottom lines of organizations, certainly, but it has a negative impact on all the people that work there, and their families, and the community at large. Nobody's talking about this. Well, on this podcast, we are going to talk about it. So welcome back to the John Harrison Podcast. Today, I've got Melissa and Tanner with me. Again, one, just an internal episode to talk about a subject that it does come up in our sessions. And I've this has come up with one-on-ones. It came up when I was a Caterpillar. And it's really about managing relationships at work. People that you are maybe friends with outside of work, that work with you or for you, et cetera. Or maybe you have you know started out as coworkers and now you've got some common interests. Like, can we actually be friends outside of work? Just managing that whole uh, relationship type of thing with friends around the workplace and how that plays out. So a lot of this will just probably be real life stories, like a lot of what we do of things that have happened to us that were good, not so good, just trying to share some of that wisdom. But that's kind of the point today. And I'll wrap it up with some overriding um, advice on this, which I think ties right into the VIP way in general. But Melissa, you've obviously, from your human resources perspective, you've probably had to deal with some things like this, but you personally, just what are some things, what are some advice you'd give folks if they're in this, the middle of this or dealing with friendships outside of work and, or in, in the workplace? Yeah, I think really, and, and I hate to just steal right away from the VIP way, but <laughs> setting the, the expectations up front and early is really important. Um I found myself personally in a situation early on in my career where I had some folks that I was supporting, like from an HR perspective, that were trying to include me into their work friend group. And so I was really awkward and young and dumb and still trying to find my way, so to speak. But um, luckily, along the way, I found um, the opportunity, I guess, to to say to them, you know, I would I would appreciate it if you would kind of respect the boundaries of of my work, um, and let's not talk about the people side of what we do. We can talk about work. We can talk about projects, projects. Yeah, things like that. But let's just not talk about the people aspect of it. So thankfully, I found myself with a mature group of people that respected that. Um, I will say along the way, I had some folks that did not respect that, and it put me in a very awkward situation uh, later in my career. But um, nevertheless, I think setting those expectations up front. Yeah, my perspective on this comes from all of my career being in small family-owned companies. Um, And so I kind of learned the opposite side of what Melissa just said. Um, My perspective being very goal-task-oriented, you know, the lion beaver in our personality assessment we use. But uh, being that that goal-oriented person, I was going all the other way to basically, you know, do well, no friendships outside of work kind of thing. Right. And I don't think that's now, I don't think that's the right approach either, but that was the, the pendulum swing I was dealing with early in my career. Um, to an extent, real life story, just one of those mistakes I learned from, I actually, there was a guy I was friends with before I started at this company, uh, previously that I then, as I became a manager there, uh, I, kind of defriended on social media. And I didn't do a lot of social media. I do less now than I did then, but I never was really big into it. But I had a Facebook friend that I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not Facebook friends with any of the rest of the people here. And so I was like, well, to me, it wasn't coming from a bad place, but I was being a little too, yeah, I was trying to be consistent, trying to be professional, but obviously he noticed and brought it up and it was, you know, a little awkward and weird. And I was kind of trying to defend it then. And it sounded, you know, it sounded better in my head than when I had to tell him why I unfriended him, you know. 
so just but that experience and and many others uh, since then just really emphasized with me, and this is different for every person, I think, but with me, I had to lean the other way of realizing that it's okay to be friendly. It's okay to be friends, uh, even good friends outside of work or while you're at work, as long as you're getting the job done, um, instead of drawing this hard and fast line that like, no, I work with you. I'm not going to like you, you know, I'm going to be friends with you or whatever. Um, so that was kind of, that, that was the perspective I came from and and we'll share a little bit more as we go, but I, I had to realize that it's okay to get along with the people you work with. And it's actually a very good thing uh, within reason. That's good. And I just, I'll just say one thing about because Tanner mentioned social media. And this is just a John Harrison opinion. I'm not saying this is right. But I would, if I was a supervisor, manager, whatever, I would probably not be Facebook friends with your direct reports. And, and you might say, well, we're cool. We, we've known each other forever. There's no problem with that. And that's probably true that there won't be a problem. But if for any reason something crazy happens down the road and you have to fire that person or there's some issue and there's 500 pictures of you at the lake drinking beers together, I don't know. I would just steer away from that if it was me. So that's just kind of my opinion. But I think, as Tanner said, Melissa, both, there's there's lots of aspects to this. I think it really comes down to does something feel s- strange or is a friend, certain certainly if you're a supervisor and you one of your direct reports is a friend and he or she says, now you're not going to mark me tardy today. Right? Like, cause we've hung out forever and you know, you know me, I'm not usually late. I just had a bad morning. Any true friend I feel like would not put you in that position. And that's true of peers. We had a session last year where uh, somebody was at day one, but they, they weren't at day two of the session. And I went and asked the person that they were sitting next to, Oh, is that person going to be here this morning? And she was kind of like, no, it was kind of a very odd answer. Like I said, okay, no problem. And then on the break, she came up to me and she said, I'm sorry, that probably sounded awkward. No, he's not going to be here today because he got called into a work situation. I said, cool, no problem. That happens in our sessions. She said, I know, but it was a little weird because he asked me to write to sign his name as if he had attended the day two of the session. And I said, well, what would you do about that? She said, well, I didn't do it. I said, well, good, because that's integrity and you shouldn't do that. She said, I know, but he's a friend of mine. And I said, well, you know what I'm going to say next? She said, no, I know, I know. A friend, a friend wouldn't have caused, you know, try to change my integrity for him. I said, yes. So that's an overriding thing, I think, today. Like whether you're a supervisor, not a supervisor, if a friend of yours that works there puts you in a position that affects your integrity, your values, your ethics, anything obviously illegal, Okay, that's a that's a huge issue. So that's probably not going to happen daily, but that's another thing I would add. And then and, and I'll go back to Melissa and Tanner here. But I think you know I had a I had a woman that worked for me here in Little Rock, and the the woman that worked for me said something about should I? We're thinking about going to the church you go to, and should we do that? Like I don't want to look like I'm sucking up to you. And like even a situation like that, I was like, no, that's a very personal thing, and you know if you. If you don't go, if you go to our church, fine. If anybody gives you grief about that, that's a, they have the problem, I think. On the flip side, if I said, well, here's this great church we go to, and if you don't go to it, then, you know, that, that was weird. Like some pressure I'm putting on you, like, really, you didn't go to, oh, that's interesting. You went to that church and we made judgment of you because of that. That stuff should never happen also. So I, like, like Tanner said, I don't think there's this 100%, you, you absolutely can be friends or you should never be friends. It's really making sure that your personal integrity 
is never put at risk or just awkwardness that will make other people question things. And if that, if someone has a problem because you hunt and fish with somebody, then that's probably mostly their problem. Unless it's becoming evident that if you're in the hunting and fishing group, you get better assignments or you don't have to work weekends. <laughs> you know, that's where you'd have to say, you've got to be very careful about that. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think whenever you're supervising people, the bar raises automatically mm -hmm. um, two to three to four notches, probably in terms of responsibility and caring and leading for your people. And that has to be at the forefront of your mind. If you lose sight of that, then essentially you're kind of losing sight of the caring and feeding of those people that you're le that you're leading mm -hmm. because someone's going to potentially be feeling like they're left out. So it's really important that you you know where those boundaries are and you honor them in terms of yourself as well as the people that you're leading. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I, I think there's, uh, as John already said, there's a variety of reasons why um, people might ask you or encourage you to do something less than ethical, less than high integrity. Um, and I honestly think most of us may feel pressured to respond to that, um, you know, to, to do something we wouldn't otherwise do because we're trying to avoid a bigger awkwardness, right? If we tell them no or put that line in the sand and say no. I mean, even, you know, your example of, you know, okay, can you sign in for me? I mean, you on paper, <laughs> no pun intended, um, that should be a pretty easy, like, oh, well, I'm not going to do something. That's, that's a lie, right? But in reality, right, well, if I'm going to see this person every day and they're going to come in and look at me side-eyed tomorrow, right? I mean, it's a real predicament. Humans want to be at peace generally and want to get along, I think, with the people around them. So sometimes we do have to make hard decisions to stand by our ethics and our morals and, and to, to make those right decisions. But ultimately, it goes back to exactly what you said, John. A friend's not going to put you in that position. I, in a previous company, I thankfully wasn't involved in this situation, but two previous coworkers, um, at a, they, one of them um, was out of town. He took a day trip with his family, and that's nothing wrong with that, but he didn't take the day off. He gave his key card to somebody else and asked him to clock him in, um, and they did it. Well, then he would, had a bunch of po photos on Facebook of him at this other place with his family the same day, and the admin who sees all the time entries and verifies them is like, well, let's see here. You were 10 hours on the job site, but you were also in Branson, Missouri at the same time. And so anyway, long story short, that person got terminated and the person who clocked them in got written up and, you know, was close to being, I mean, that was, you know, kind of a last straw for them at that. But again, I think that only happened because the person who clocked him in was like, well, you know, I'm going to see him every other day of the week. I don't want to put this weirdness, you know, friction between us on the jobs. I'd rather get along with them. So, but my point of telling even that silly story and that example is we're always going to feel um, some kind of a tension between, you know, this right and this wrong, right? If you do the wrong thing, you're going to have this tension of, am I going to get found out and am I going to lose my job, right? So realize that you're not giving yourself any peace by violating those ethics. So I would say in the long run, we're always better off to stick to those things we know are true, do right by the company, do right by ourselves, 
Um, because at the end of the day, that person that's asking you to violate that doesn't care about your best interest. They don't care if you lose your job. They don't, you know, that they're looking out for themselves. And so somewhat selfishly, you need to look out for yourself as well, right? Do the right thing by you. But unfortunately, this stuff is just is real life and, and, right. and it happens incorrectly, I think, a lot. So setting those personal boundaries, as Melissa started off with, uh, is very helpful. Yeah, it's good, Tanner. And I think just maybe in closing, one thing, like even in our little company, so we have three full-time employees and Tanner and I both love baseball. So <clears throat> we can get together and we can talk about the Cubs and the Cardinals. And, and if, but if we did that for an hour, because frankly, Melissa and Madeline don't care about the Cubs and Cardinals, then that would be just somewhat disrespectful and rude. Right now, Madeline has house set for us when we've been on vacation. So that we asked and Tanner did that before and we're not, demanding that by the way Melissa so you don't have to house sit for me but my point is like there's been different things that we've done with Madeline or we've done with Tanner and Emily or I've been with Melissa and we might talk about different things and so if you are friends with somebody at work and let's say you come back in on Monday morning and you talk for an hour and a half about what you did over the weekend together man it was so great we you know we were on the Buffalo River and we did this and everyone else is kind of hearing that well just that probably is a lack of emotional intelligence to go, you know what, we don't have to hide it, but if it's making other people feel left out, if, if a company has a golf outing and there's man, three people love to golf and that's all they talk about, well, maybe, you know, we do things other than golf outings. So you start to see people in other, you know, outside of their comfort zone and you see them in different roles. So now it's not a golf outing. We're going to a traveler's game or we're going to this or we're going to that. And, and so now you see people in their, in their circle, uh, what the things that they love to do. So now it's not always baseball or golf or hunting or fishing. So even those kinds of things, if you're, if there are, if you're a supervisor or there's friends at work situation, are we making sure that we're, we don't have to be best friends with everybody, but if we come into work and talk to the same two people only, because they're the ones we have interest in, then I think you're missing out. Yeah, I think ultimately it boils down to is anything at work or in my personal life different because of that relationship, right? Because it really shouldn't be, right? I should be able to have my friend group and my work group, even if some of that overlaps, yes. right? I can't just because I have a friend at work doesn't mean that assignments get divvied up differently because of that relationship. Yes. Just because I have a work friend that I hang out with on the weekends shouldn't mean that um, same thing that there's any kind of perks or benefits to that because of that relationship. And so I would say that's kind of a deciding factor. If you're trying to weigh like, oh, I don't know if this is ethical, if this is right, as long as they can be separate, if you removed one, the other would be unaffected, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think it's okay for them to coexist and, and should in many cases, especially small companies, like you just mentioned, you know, we're all going to have, you know, some relationships there, but could we remove that and still be friends or remove that and still be coworkers? That's good. And, and what I want, I said earlier about wrapping this up, kind of tied back to the VIP way, which Melissa started off with, with setting expectations. The other thing, you know, we talk about having difficult conversations or getting awkward early. If there's anything in this whole work slash friend thing that's going on in your life that you're concerned about or just feels awkward, then don't carry that around forever. Then go talk to somebody. If it is a friend, a peer that's putting you in a difficult position, if there's something with your boss or something, even if I've had people say, well, my boss invited to this thing and we I don't really want to go because I don't like to golf or I don't like to fish. I don't, then don't, if you feel pressured by that, then I wouldn't just go and and 
kind of suck it up, so to speak, if that's not what you want to do. But if you don't go, maybe go chat to that person and say, hey, thank you so much for the invitation for XYZ, but you know, that's kind of not my thing or we got something else. But like, don't just be in this position of awkwardness where you get frustrated, mad, you know, distant from other people, something like that. Just don't let it go too long. Or don't assume. Don't assume that the expectation is that you come or it's going to reflect negatively on you at work. I think, well, you know what assumptions get you. (laughs) Yeah, that would happen. Like at Caterpillar, there would be a lot of of supervisors. This was normal probably in the 90s when it was like happy hour. Hey, Friday after work, we're all going so-and-so. And and frankly, there was people, and I was one of them, a lot of the time didn't want to go do that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything to do with drinking or that. I wanted to go see my girls or, or whatever. And so there shouldn't ever be this unspoken, hey, we're, oh, John didn't come? I guess, man, I thought he was one of the team. And so if I ever felt, if you feel something like that going on where because you don't go to something, you're feeling excluded, then that needs to be talked about. But on the other hand, if you never go to company events, mm-hmm. that's not good either. Right. So it's, I wish we had the perfect answer for every possible solution or every possible situation with friends at work. But I think most of it is talk about it. And again, like always, we are available if you want to, if you've got a actual situation going right now and you want to chat with us about that and you know how to reach us. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for your future episode, you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms.